Hello and welcome to Curly Brace, a podcast by developers. My name is Rocket, and today I am joined with Red and Greg. What's up, boys? What's up? How's it going? Red over here. Can I move yet? Yes. What do you mean? <laughs> you can. You, what? No, you're not allowed to move. <laughs> I didn't realize I'm I had this power. Trying to start the podcast, but there's a noise coming. Now I'm going to abuse can't it. Figure out where it's coming from. I still think it was you typing, but. Anyway, uh, today we are talking about the cloud. And uh, Red and I and Greg all got together and we were like, you know, we've covered a lot of things that happen in the cloud, but we haven't covered like what the cloud actually is. So today we're going to be discussing that. And uh, Greg is going to be asking us questions about the cloud as an audience member might do if they don't know anything about it, which Greg is not a, he's a nurse, obviously. So he's going to have a better the best ability to ask us questions that we can answer. So I'm going to have fresh young eyes on this because That's I right. got experience right. from it from like a consumer uh, perspective. Right. From that point, like my first interaction with cla- the cloud would have to be Dropbox. The cloud. Yeah, that's, that's a what great it was. One. That's how, that's it, was. That's that's how it was introduced to us back in the day. Like I remember the cloud being brought up in high school uh, back in 20. 20- 12-ish, maybe? 2011? And okay. I got a Dropbox account as soon as I could. Got it on my iPad, too, and it was I was trying to use it for school. Yeah. Uh, but I got kept making fun of it because I was using an iPad in high school. They were like, ooh, what are you, a college student? Yeah. <laughs> and now it's normal. So, <laughs> so it's, Dropbox, yeah. though, that is a really big step forward, though, from cloud computing, right? You The ability to sign in somewhere on the web and upload it in an enormously huge file too big to email right but you could upload it into the cloud that was a really big step forward i think the limit back then was 250 megabytes per file but still that was such a big step in the right direction it was still really i felt like i was from the future using it yeah wow a compressed uh zip file of minecraft would fit on that so yeah I mean, do you, uh, Greg, do you know what was happening on the back end there? Do you know how Dropbox worked? Absolutely not. Why it was considered a cloud service? I mean, the only thing I could really comprehend was that it kept the Dropbox on my phone and my tablet and my laptop at home synced up all the time. I think Dropbox That's is a, a great starting point for this because yeah, in the simplest form possible to explain the cloud is you're borrowing somebody else's hardware. And Dropbox is like borrowing someone else's stupid, huge hard drive. That's exactly right. You you have one central point that your data lives, but that data can be replicated down to your personal devices. And instead of buying the hardware, you pay a fee to rent out space inside of someone else's hardware in a secure and easy manner. Yep. You don't have to update it. You don't have to worry about it going like breaking or anything like that. Like it's all just, you know, you pay somebody and it's handled for you. Yeah. In the addition of paying for the hardware, you're also paying for the service itself, right? Right. The software that's required to, yeah. How do you, how do you upload it? Well, that's the software part, right? Right. Exactly. So my knowledge of the cloud hasn't really changed much since then, other than I know more services are providing it. I got a Google Drive, and I know you can install it locally on your devices and have it set up. But now, so that do you know what that's more... doing when you install Google Drive on your device? Locally, I know it's not doing what Dropbox did because back in the day, Dropbox would literally sync the files. 
So you would have copies of it on each device. That's was, actually exactly what it's doing. That's how it was <laughs> that's, doing. That's what but Google should be do doing. But it doesn't do it now. That's what Google Drive is doing. It doesn't do it now because that's like, I, I pay extra well, for the Google Drive. It's like two terabytes. So yeah, I know the it's other not thing saving it can do, all two terabytes locally. Yeah, what it'll do is it'll be, make them available as in it will show them to you. But once you click on them, that's when it'll actually start the download. It'll download Yeah, like it. a shortcut. Yeah, yeah, it's like a shortcut. That's yeah. exactly Or a right. reference. Yeah. A reference right. would be more accurate so easy, to say. So easy, yeah. so seamless. I don't know what I would do without it. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. So, yes. Or you could be so, like me and just have a 30 terabyte server in your house. Well, yeah, but we're <laughs> not, all, not all like you. And I'll get right on it. Better. I think Amazon had a sale on on NVMEs for like 75 bucks for a two terabyte. <laughs> How many did you say, 30? Yeah, 30. Oh, but God. mine's hard drive, like it's not NVMe. I don't like the look of that math. Yeah. So let's go from Dropbox to one of the big breakthroughs in the cloud, right? So we have AWS, right? Everyone has heard of AWS by now. Uh, but even if you don't know what it is, it is essentially a Amazon provided marketplace for everything IT related. And you, instead of hosting it yourself, you can host it with them. And it's not yeah. just servers anymore. It's not just, uh, it's not even just containers, like it's services, essentially. It's services, yeah. They have they have what's called serverless. Serverless, they have servers. There's It goes into all kinds of stuff. And all kinds, yeah. 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 So I know what I would use for a cloud service like that. Just, you what know, would you files use? Files and stuff. Like just basically just media, content. That would, would just, like, that would be just your Google Drive like, then. Yeah, but like this is seems like it's offering a lot more. And this is offering like stuff for that. people who want to build applications for their company. Is or, this yeah. just like yeah. websites, or is this like no, no it's so data centers? Well. We, we should do we should do a list. Actually, guys, we should do a separate episode on just on what all AWS offers. It's just straight up, just go down the list and, and yeah, just and, go down yeah. the list. I, that yeah. would literally take us like two hours <laughs> yeah. to explain every service that yeah. they offer. But it's it's um, to to give you kind of a perspective, Greg. Like you can run code without a server in AWS. You can have yeah. your load balancers for handling network traffic. You can run AI algorithms that AWS provides in an, its own environment, specifically designed for AI. Uh, you obviously can host your own servers, right? You let's, have... let's clarify some of those real quick. So you yeah, said, I think you're you moving a little off. fast for me right there. Uh, you're saying like it's all these features without you having to do anything. Is it just like, is it like WordPress where it's just like, you know, drag and no, drop? It's so like, WordPress no, is it's drag not and like drop, WordPress. but this is like, so when, when Rocket says um, you, you can put code in AWS without uh, a server, what he means is AWS has uh, an option called EC2. This is elastic compute storage, right? This is, yep. or elastic compute, not compute storage. Um, and you can spin up like a Windows server or a Linux server or something like that. And then AWS will host it for you. And then you can then put your code on there or whatever else you need to, you know, like just like you would on any other Windows server or Linux right. server. But let's say I don't want an entire server. I just want to do one function. Like I just need an API endpoint where somebody makes a post request. And when they make that post, when they hit submit on their website, I want that submit button to send some data to a database. I don't want to spin up an entire server just to put data from a website into a database. So what right. I do is I go to this thing called serverless or, or a Lambda function is what it's called in AWS. You go into Lambda 
You can then tell it what programming language you're using. And then you can put in your, your basic function that's expecting a post request from this IP address. And then once it gets that message from that website, then it will process that message and the data that's in that message and put it into the database. And that's that's that Lambda piece right there in the middle is the serverless part. I didn't have yeah. to spin up an entire Windows server. I didn't have to configure anything. I didn't have to do anything. I could just go in there, tell it what programming language I'm using and put my code in there. And the other key to that is you're not paying for a server. You're not. You're paying for every time it's hit and how long it takes to run that function. Correct. So is it like a pay-as-you-go, like, virtual machine? You're saying you can run yes. Linux? No, it's not, when, I wouldn't even call it a virtual machine. No, it's, no, no, but he's talking about for EC2. Yeah, like, just like No, 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 he's, whole... he's talking about Lambda, right? You're talking about Lambda or EC2? Oh, man, I don't even know Lam- So Lambda is <laughs> oh, the serverless one. EC2 yes. is the Windows Server one. So if you're asking, is it pay as it go? It's not pay. It's it's not a VM for Lambda. Lambda's not a virtual machine or anything like that. It's it's. I think he's bigger. asking. He wants to run a Windows server in the cloud. How is it built? Is that what you're asking, Greg? That works too. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> okay. Well, that is a pay as you go. So it's billed per yes. hour that it's online, and it's structured based on what type of operating system you're running. And what type of uh, how much storage you're using? Storage, all that yeah. Stuff. What kind of a hardware you're having to access? Like you to could tell it, I thing. want four CPUs, or I want two CPUs, and I only want twenty gigabytes of storage, and I want it to run Windows uh, twenty twelve R two. Okay, that's something I can wrap my head around. Yeah, yeah. that's, that's and, and then it spins that up for you, and that is like a virtual machine. But yeah. when we talk and you're about Lambda, per hour. yeah. Oof. But when we talk about Lambda, it's it's just a, a like like a code block. You know, right. there's nothing. All the all the uh, operating system stuff, the kernels all running on Amazon's side, and we don't even touch it. We don't have anything to do with it. Uh, but you can still like control it to some no, level. You no, you can't. You cannot control. No, the no kernel. well, yeah, you control the code. Yes, but you the cannot, code, but not yeah. the kernel. Yeah, you literally just pasting your code in there, and that's it. And then you run it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's it. Okay. You set up a like an a, a trigger, and then a the code and then what happens afterwards yeah that's what you set up yeah oh, that's right. okay yeah all right so it's 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 a lot more complicated than that when you actually get digging down but from a very high level that's all you do so yeah um but to put it in perspective though because i heard you go like oh my gosh like paying by the hour to put it in perspective I just set up a NPS uh, Windows server in the cloud, which I usually don't do, but we had to do it for a very specific use case. And it came out to costing around $65, $70 a month. That's on on like the medium side. You can get it cheaper than that. You can actually get it to a free point too, where you're not paying anything. Yeah. It's a, there's a free tier for a year. I believe like when you're running that stuff, you can run it for like, I think it's a year. So yeah. Oh, okay. What's the use case for that situation right there? 70 bucks a month. What does that get you? It gets you a Windows server in the cloud that has a specific, you know. It's so if you, if you want to run like a specific service, like someone's like, hey, I want to run, um, what's, a good, what's a good service that you would need to run on a, uh, a Windows the server? The easiest one, a Minecraft server. You want to make yeah, a Minecraft a server Minecraft publicly server. accessible yeah. and you don't want to have to run it through your internet. Or you don't want to use a somewhere. container because you don't feel like learning about containers. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. But so you're going to do the easiest way possible by having it in the cloud where it's 
accessible to everyone. So you're yeah. going to stand up a server. You're going to pay the, I don't know, it's probably like 30 bucks a month to run a Minecraft server out of there, and you're done. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of so Minecraft, could... <laughs> speaking yeah. of Minecraft, I've been getting emails from Dropbox still, like for the past two years, telling me like, hey, uh, we're changing up our policy and all that. So unless you log in in the next 30 days or so, uh, we're going to delete your Dropbox account. Same one I've had since uh, high school. I haven't used it since I switched over to Gmail, but it's still there. I just wanted to take a look at it. Be like, oh, yeah, let's see what's in it. There's an old Minecraft server that me, Red, and a mutual friend of ours used to play back in the day. Like, I'm talking like 2016, Oh, you just have, you have the data stored up there? Uh, Yeah, like the original stuff. I think it the has original like an original. Files. I think it has an old yeah. map from back when we first started hanging out oh, that wow. we moved to a server when we were playing around with that. We were yeah, using we, like Yeah, but we were doing like paper. local stuff. Yeah. Uh, we were, I think at the time we were also testing out some like, online services as well because like they there were charging were some like online per, services so, yeah yeah so, we were like paying per gig of like per 25 megabits of ram to so, like we we're like trying to fine tune it like how cheap can we make this and still megabytes, make it playable yeah, yeah. so think, like, here's there's an interesting point that you bring up greg so when you go to the cloud right and the trade-off another trade-off that people don't think about is retention and accessibility Right, so Dropbox sends you an email and says, hey, we're gonna delete all your shit if you don't get it off, right? Or if you don't update it or whatever they send out, right? If you had your own hardware, that would never be a thing, right? Right. In addition to that, if they accidentally delete your data, can they be held liable? In most cases, yeah. I think Most, I, I don't know, but if you sign a terms of service that says, "Hey, we're not responsible for this," but if they if they are the responsible party, you know what I mean, and they go and like they're messing with stuff that they shouldn't be messing with, then yeah, yeah, I think they'd have a strong case against me if I did try because I hadn't logged into that thing in years. I just kept getting the emails all the time, and then I heard the next topic of the podcast, and I was like, you know, I got something with the cloud. Let me just. I think I'll open up this email this time and see what, what the dealio is. What are they threatening me with? Are they just, is it just going to be deleting or what? And I took a look at it. I even had some like old high school uh, notes for like AMP and uh, forensic science back in the day. That's still gotcha. there, but I wouldn't be heartbroken yeah. if, uh, if it got deleted. I think I, I think I copied it immediately. As soon as I jumped ship from Dropbox to Gmail, it's somewhere around here. I just don't organize yeah. any of my stuff. Well, I want to I want to get into um, some some of the things that like big corporations are using the cloud for today, like what what services and things are, are yeah, running so in the cloud. I think that would be helpful to start. So um, from a chronological timeline, right? EC two was the start of AWS, right? So having servers in the cloud, and then from there it branched out to containers and to you know lambdas and everything else that we have today. Yeah. So. You know, the number one thing that companies use for cloud is servers still. They well, still use it, servers. I, I actually, I would question that. Is it is it still like EC2 instances or is it databases? Uh, well, RDS is not cheap. Yeah, RDS is not cheap, but I haven't run into a company that's not using it yet. Yeah, I mean, it's not cheap, but neither is SQL uh, server yeah. enterprise licensing. That's right. Yeah. So... 
Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I would assume, though, I mean, like, obviously, the most cost-effective way to do stuff is to, from a database perspective, is just build a server and put a database on it. Right. It's like not Postgres. as safe. Yeah, yeah, like Postgres or MySQL or whatever. It's not as safe, yeah. but, you know, it's definitely more cost-effective. So. Yeah. What makes right? it what makes yeah. it less safe than RDS? RDS being relational data? Uh, because you're if- introducing another layer that you have to be in control of and be responsible for. Yeah, if you're trying to host your database yourself. Yeah, yeah, think of RDS as literally a database in the cloud. There is no, you don't have access to the server underneath it. Whereas if you have your own hardware, obviously you have access to the server, possibly the virtual machine, and then the database that that virtual machine is running on is a traditional environment, right? Yeah. In this environment, you literally just connect to a IP address that is a database. That is all you touch. Yeah. And, it. and if you're hosting it locally, right, you have not just software exploits you have to worry about, so you have to keep all your software up to date. You have um, hardware exploits as well, where you need to make sure your drivers and stuff are up to date, or if drivers aren't, it's not possible to fix any exploits yeah. with the and driver. The you're going to have to replace the hardware. hardware. Yeah. And that's yeah, why a lot of services will like ban certain, uh, like I always hear it a bunch of times where it's, or, uh, they're mentioning Windows 7 is no longer... Uh, usable for Steam or nobody something. should be public, using Windows Seven for. This is a public service stuff. announcement. Well, I'm just saying in general, Rocket like for Red. my use case. I'm not Stop using, using Windows Seven. This <laughs> nobody is a public should be, service should be using Windows Stop 7. using it. <laughs> Stop it. Get not to Windows it. Ten. Yeah. That off. Jesus Christ. Anyway, continue. I used Windows Seven for so long. I did not want to move over to Windows Ten. <laughs> I'm on 11 I now. Was just, I love it. I was just stubborn, though. I was not educated. Uh, Still ain't. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, let's uh, let's get into some of those those big companies or services that are using the cloud. Yeah. Um, I So Formula One is an interesting one, right? Really? Formula One's using yeah. it? What are they using yeah. it for? They use it for all of their analytics. So, and all of their, that makes their sense. time and tracking and everything, it's all runs through AWS. Why, why would you want to use analytics in the cloud? That's a, that's a great question. I think a lot of people would want to ask, why would I want to use analytics in the cloud versus just writing something and running data analytics locally on a machine? I figured well, it would just because be- Because the it, cloud can handle it at a much larger volume and exactly. a much faster pace. That's right, because because you got like not, multiple inputs coming in from at the same time, right? It's, well, it, the, it's more the server more that you're because... going to be running that query on is going to be so much more expensive than what you would want to pay for hardware. Uh, yeah, so, so you're so able for to, example, yeah. if if I had a machine learning algorithm, the easiest way to get it to work locally would be to connect multiple GPUs and then use those uh, GP like those processing units on the GPUs. And that would get me a really, a much faster result, um, which would cost me thousands and thousands of dollars. Or I can go into AWS and maybe spend $600 a month and have an enormous amount of processing power for running some sort of machine learning algorithm. And, and, it, and it's significantly cheaper and I only use it for when I need it. And I'm not buying a bunch of hardware that I'm only gonna use one time. So. That's an interesting point that we can touch on really quick. Another reason that companies go to the cloud. Um, so traditionally, when you have to stand up something, you, it goes into the CapEx budget. 
Yeah. Right. So yeah, it, there's capex and opex, right? So there's capital expenditures and then um, operational. Op- operate. Thank you. Uh, cloud is operational because you pay on a monthly basis. So if you're trying to shift things away from capex to opex, then that's also another reason that sometimes companies go to the cloud because they might have more budget in one than the other. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. So. And, and, and the scale, the scalability too. And when we're talking about those algorithms and those data analytics and stuff like that, we can scale up as we need more resources automatically. I don't have to go buy more hardware because it's the, the algorithm slowing down and I need to go buy more hardware, hook it up and restart the algorithm. Right. Exactly. I can just, I can just have it scale up and, and grab more resources from AWS as much as I can get until it's, it's happy. As easy right. as upgrading, like your streaming service to no ads you is it like that or is it more complicated more like a request that you have to put in saying i need you don't, this amount you don't, of ram I you don't even put in a request it should be autumn it, it depends on how you initially set it up in some cases you're gonna have to go in and and, and like configure more resources yourself and some and then and in other cases you've done it properly to begin with and it should scale up on its own it should just start right. consuming more and more resources as it needs oh it. and then they'll just start billing you yeah, As more and more. Appropriately. Yes. Right. Ah, okay. But hopefully yeah. you've done the math and you can make a prediction about how much money you're going to spend. Right. And there are companies out there that will do that math for you. That's right. And AWS I will say, has those for you too. Yeah, I will say looking at it, you know, when you walk in and say, I want to switch to my company over to AWS and you start trying to calculate the cost, you're just like, I have no idea. Yeah, a lot of like people a, will calculate the costs and, and they think it's simple, right? And they'll go in, they'll go into AWS's cost calculator and they won't know what they're doing and they'll end up with like a $30,000 a month bill and they'll be like, oh no, I'm definitely not switching. That's expensive. But in reality, they just did it wrong. Like they need yeah. to reconfigure, they need to rethink how they're using resources. Right. So I already uh, said what my first interaction with the cloud is, but like for cloud computing... I think the earliest form of that that I rec- I uh, remember seeing was gaming on live. Do you remember on live the the gaming streaming service? It no, started out as like a it. it started out as like a Netflix for gaming where you can order games and stuff, but there was a component added later to do uh game gaming online on the browser and all that. And it was really cool. It was a little pricey, but it was, you know, pretty good if you didn't have uh, the hardware to do all that stuff. And back then, I didn't get a gaming PC until 2013. In fact, Red sold me my first gaming PC for like 50, 60 bucks, I think. I wanted yeah. to play Minecraft so bad, but I had that <laughs> i3 laptop from 2005 that just could not handle it even on the lowest settings. And then OnLive yeah. got bought out by PlayStation. It's now PlayStation Now. Now we got GeForce Gaming now, and I did a cost. I was breaking it down to see because when I saw it on the news, I was like, "Who would pay for that?" And it's just a gaming PC. I was like, "Well, gaming PCs are really expensive, especially that GPU part." And like you said, nobody wants to be. You know, it's better getting. I want to upgrade my components every time, and every time a new game comes out, maybe I don't want to pay sixty dollars every time a game comes out. Maybe I'd rather pay a subscription fee and just stream the games. Oh, I mean, I'll ask you guys a. I'll ask guys a question. Would you pay? If you could have access to every AAA title that was going to come out for a year, would you pay $60 a month? Yeah. 
Yeah, I think that's I, I think it. I would too. I think I would too. Rather than yeah. paying $60 for a game. $60 I, a game or $60 a, game, a month. A month for all AAA but titles. But you know what? Here, here's my problem with I'd the $60 a month. I'd have to be all month. in on it. There's not enough like games coming out every month for to justify $60. That and is get, true. Yeah, that's true. That's that is true. true. Yeah. Also, yeah. a lot of the games that I do want to play aren't going to be available on cloud computing like that. They're stuck on their home consoles like if i want to can't be playing tears of the fall of the kingdom on geforce or nothing because nintendo won't allow that kind of stuff but i need to play I that was, i think if i had to, if i if i was starting from scratch i think the geforce thing would be an attractive offer just get like a cheap pc from or somewhat cheap pc from like best buy or something and then just sign up for it's like i think last time i checked it was like 30 bucks a month for the power of a 3070 which is not bad I, I am quite surprised that we aren't in an era of like streaming video games. I'm not quite sure what the hang up is on it's that. It's the internet. Is it really the just the is, internet? Yeah, that's why. Oh my God. Yeah. Remember in Steve, like, it's just, we don't have the bandwidth capable of doing that kind of stuff. I think you're right reliable. because even on my gigabit connection, I, I, when I did do like Xbox streaming, it was, there were times when it worked flawlessly and there were times when it was like really blocky. And it's and you have fiber too. It's not like, it's not cable. It's not coax. Yeah, it's fiber. It's, it's yeah. fiber. It's yeah, straight up. What is it? Five hundred down. Five hundred up for you. Yeah, yeah, and it's lossless. So because it's fiber. But um, I, I want I want to keep our, our uh, topics going on the cloud here a little more. Um, I think I did want to ask another question about like the computing side instead of like the consumer side. Yeah, uh, you were saying that. Uh, just running a server on yourself isn't safe but the cloud is is the cloud running running a server yourself isn't it's not that it's necessarily not safe it's just it's easier to maintain security there's a lot of upkeep that goes with it yeah yeah Uh, but for the cloud it's not you don't have the cloud in general you you think of the cloud as kind of like a sandbox right so like Uh if i go and buy a server from aws right and i say or i buy a you know I, i pay for a virtual machine to stand one up um I am able to change any security settings on that virtual machine. And, you know, I'm able to expose it to the world. I could let anyone log into it at any time. So the cloud is safe if it ha- which it's safe because it has the parameters built in to keep it safe. But right. you have full control to change those parameters. So if you don't know what you're doing, you can make yourself inherently unsafe. That's right. Even though the cloud itself, you can you can accidentally give everybody access to your server. Yeah, and it's pretty easy to do. All you have to do is say, oh, it's so uh, er- anybody and everybody has access to port three. Port. Was it? God, why can't I remember the name? The port for RDP three eight three nine three eighty seven three eighty nine. No, I don't remember. Maybe three eighty nine. It's something like that. I don't yeah. know. I, I feel like there's a three in that port somewhere. There is. Okay, it, so for RDP, it's three eight something. Yeah. Yeah. So it's safer, just not foolproof. That's right. Yeah, nothing's yeah. foolproof. That's up to the end user, right? And we go back to security in general, and it always comes down to our weakest link, which is our end user. Yep. And that includes the developer. That does. That includes every, Not every, just the developer, the, but it's end pe- or the end user. Yeah. It's people. It's people. 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 Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So does that make sense? Yeah, that makes a lot more sense. That makes a lot more sense. Again, I only have experience from it from like 
my side and it's very very low and low use end from right that very basic right but you know i i think um some i don't think your, i'm gonna be rolling up a server anytime soon on the cloud i think some but, of the ehls you use are on the cloud i'm pretty sure epic is a sa saas would it yeah, yeah what's wait wait what's saas sas so software as a service oh so okay. that's like you know i'm renting this software Oh. And I'm paying for it monthly because it's a service that it's, I'm buying. Like Netflix. yeah, so you know you buy yeah. Word for like three hundred bucks, right? You you can buy no, Word no, and you can own it outright. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, I don't so think they're. I don't think they even sell Adobe like products anymore. Nope, as like they a don't. Thing. It's just uh, like yeah. it's as I just, just a realized when I was trying to buy the whole suite, and I was like, I really just need Premiere. There's got to be some like still premier enterprise license that just you can pick and, and choose which ones you want to pay for, but it's oh, like yeah, but it's, it's basically just... like cable, like back in the day, where yeah, it's, it's like you, you if you want something, it. you can't pick and choose what you want. It, you just got to find which tier it is, and usually the which thing you package? want is on like the most expensive package. And yep. I can see Premiere being up there. Yeah. Oh, it is. It's, it's one it's... of the most popular. Yeah. 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 It's much more cost effective. You get to just buy everything. If you're going to use more than th two or three Adobe apps, just buy everything. So, uh, okay. Do we want to do a summary of what we talked about? Uh, well, before we do our summary, I kind of wanted to uh, rocket. You had a fun, f like AWS fact for us, right? Like something, I did. something that's right. new I that totally we can start using that. the cloud for. Yeah. So, uh, for anyone who has not been in AWS and tried to find the craziest service on there, you can rent satellites from AWS. That's uh, right. As long as you are a government employee or you are in agriculture and it has been approved by the government, but you are able to rent these satellites to do, you know, aerial imagery and uh, not just, uh, you know, human eye, but also infrared and all the other fun wavelengths that you can see in, here and whatever else you want to do with them. But you rent it by the hour and it's called Ooh. AWS ground station. That's pretty and cool. It is, it is about $2,500 an hour. Yeah. Oof. I was going to ask like, what's the lowest threshold to get into this? Like what's the, like 25, you gotta be an oh, agriculture. No, not the price wise <laughs> no, of it. Like the government, yeah. the government part, Hello. like you Hi, just got to work at DMV or is it like, Hi, you need AWS, like security uh, clearance. Uh, hi AWS. Sure. I have a rooftop garden, and I was wondering. Yeah, if that's exactly what I was gonna say. <laughs> I'm growing some yeah. basil on my windowsill. Can I get access to your satellites, please? Two thousand five hundred dollar image of your basil <laughs> on your windowsill. <laughs> you know, that's something that some YouTuber would do, though. I'm just saying. right. Yeah, Mr. Uh, Beast, go for it. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> YouTubers will do anything. Have you seen that guy who intentionally crashed his plane for views? Yes, I did just. I, I did not that. see that. Yeah, oh my they, god, they it's just like keep a getting worse and worse. Yeah, he crashed a plane, hid it from the government, or like lied about it. But like watching the video and reading the comments, and a lot of the comments are people claiming to be pilots and stuff. It's like this guy did everything that you're supposed to do in a crash or like in an imminent crash wrong or just flat out dumb. It was like wow. he are, and it was also sus anyway because he had multiple camera angles to like capture the fall. He even like jumped out with like the camera on like one of those selfie sticks too. So it was like, yeah, this oh, is obviously so not a real crash. <laughs> this was like, yeah, he just needed, he just wanted some views and that's it. But yep. yeah, but I was like going to jail for twenty years. Twenty years for yep. some some YouTube clout. 
Well, wow. when he gets out, maybe he'll be super famous. Seriously doubt it, though. All right, let's summarize what we talked about today. So we talked about what the cloud is. We talked about some of the earliest iterations of the cloud, like with Dropbox. Uh, we talked about Greg's frustration with Google Drive. I didn't have any frustration. Well, all right. <laughs> we talked about some of the cool services that you can do in the cloud uh, including just now the fun fact about the renting renting of satellites um and then we answered some questions about the security around the cloud and yeah i i think we touched on aws on this one uh just a couple other fun facts throughout there there's com- competitors to aws obviously uh, you know, we have Microsoft Azure, and then we have the Google Cloud Platform, which in the industry is known as GCP. So there are some other competitors out there, uh, and they have different price points and different things. So, all right, gentlemen, I think this is a wrap on the cloud. What do you guys think? Yeah, I mean, any outstanding questions, Greg? No, I just, no, I'm, no y'all answered them pretty good. All right, gentlemen. Well, until next time. See you guys later. Later.